Okay, thank you team, that was great. I want to preach a word tonight called winning the challenge. Winning the challenge. Who's going through a challenge at the moment? Who's going through a test? You know, I was thinking, what is the difference between a test and a challenge? Ever thought about that? I think about these things. A test is usually a one-off thing, but a challenge is like a series of tests, okay? So tonight I'm going to be preaching about someone who went through a series of tests, which is a challenge. And it actually happened in the wilderness. Okay, it happened in the wilderness. Now, usually when you hear about wilderness challenges, it's about people versus nature. But in this particular challenge in the wilderness, it was actually a person against the devil. So it's, uh, it's about winning the challenge. So this particular person, who is it? He's our hero, okay? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So what happened before this? Just before this, Jesus was baptised, okay? John the Baptist baptised Jesus. And it said it came to pass, Jesus was also baptised. And while he prayed, see, praying is really important. While he prayed, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. So the Holy Spirit came down from heaven upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son in whom and you I am well pleased. So before Jesus did anything official and public, the father is well pleased with him. You know, sometimes we think we've got to do this and got to do that. But just obeying in the fact that he went and was baptized pleased the father. And so, you know, God the father is pleased with Jesus. So you think, well, something really good is going to happen next. Well, this is what happens next. It says, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, the river where he was baptized, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And he was tempted for 40 days by the devil. 40 days he was tempted. It doesn't say he was just there for 40 days. It says he was tempted for 40 days okay by the devil and in those days he ate nothing so he was fasting at that time and afterward when they had ended these 40 days had ended he was hungry well, you would be 40 days no food and basically having this challenge series of tests challenge being tempted by the devil in the wilderness you know, you wouldn't be just hungry, you'd be kind of tired and exhausted and all the rest of it. And so it shows Jesus, even though he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was still human and he still experienced things that we experience. He was hungry, he got tired, he was tempted just like we are. And so um, over those 40 days, there was obviously many temptations, but there are three that are really highlighted in this passage of scripture in the Bible. So we're gonna look at that. It says, the devil said to him, this is the first one, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But Jesus answered him saying, it is written, 
Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And so the first challenge of the devil is, look, you know who you are. If you really are the son of God, then perform a miracle. You're hungry, so make yourself some food out of the stones. You can do it. You can do it, can't you? If you are the son of God, you can do it. So he's tempting him here, tempting him to do something before his time. This is not Jesus' time to do these kind of miracles, okay? But the enemy is testing him. So Jesus had an empty stomach, but he was full of the Holy Spirit. And he spoke the word of the Lord. He said, man doesn't live by bread alone. It's not about your physical body. It's not about your physical cravings. It's not about your body. It's about eternal things as well, spiritual things. We're not just to live by food and things that satisfy our bodies, but we are to live by the word of God and do what he says, do it his way and in his timing. You know, a lot of people, you know, Jesus had an empty stomach and he's full of the spirit. A lot of people got full stomachs and empty lives. You know, kind of ironic, I think. But there were three levels of temptation here. So here there's a temptation, a physical temptation against the body. You know, we are body, soul, and spirit. So this was the first temptation that we read of here. But it shows that Jesus loved the Father. You know, he loved the Word of God. And he says, that's what I live by. I'm not living by things that satisfy the natural man. I'm living by what God orchestrates in my life. But the devil is tempting him. He's saying, if you are, do something. And sometimes... He does it to us. Come on, you do something. Don't wait for God. Don't wait for his timing. You do something about it. Come on, do something. Do it for selfish reasons. Come on, you're hungry. Turn these into bread. You know, he was trying to preempt what God was wanting to do through Jesus. Self-fulfillment and satisfaction. That's what he's saying. And he tempts us with the same sort of things too. So that was the first uh, of the temptations. He challenges our identity. If you really are the son of God, if you really are a Christian, then you wouldn't do that. Or if you really were a Christian, you would do this. So he challenges our identity, just like he did with Jesus. The second challenge, it says, then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So the next temptation is to show him something. First he spoke to him, and then he showed him something. So he showed him all these amazing things, the kingdoms of this world in the moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority, in other words, all this power, I will give you and the glory for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. This is another temptation that the devil brings to us as well. <coughs> See this? Wow. Don't you want it? Don't you want this power? Don't you want this glory? Don't you want this stuff? Don't you want to have control? And so he's bringing that temptation here. 
but he's saying, uh, if you worship me, you can have it all. <laughs> Some people say that. If you do this, you can have it all. You can sell your soul to the devil. You know, a lot of these rock musicians and that, they say they have sold their soul to the devil. You know, they can have fame, they can have fortune, they can have all these enticements. They can have all these things. They can have the authority, the power, the control, but actually they've given it all up. They've sold their soul, basically, to worship something apart from God or someone apart from God. And so he's basically saying, you'll have all this power, you'll have all this authority, you'll have all this if you worship me. What he's trying to do here is saying to Jesus, take the shortcut. Don't go through the suffering. Don't go through the cross. Don't do what the Father wants you to do. Do what I want you to do. And a lot of us do the same thing. We don't want to go through the tough stuff. We don't want to go through the cross. We don't want to deny ourselves. We want the shortcuts and the easy way out. But you'll sell your soul. You'll sell your soul out because you'll be worshipping at the wrong altar. You'll be worshipping the wrong God and you'll have nothing. You'll have nothing in the end. And when he said this has been delivered to him, actually what he was saying was true. All these things were delivered to him way back when. It was delivered to him in the book of Genesis by Adam who failed the temptation. Jesus is going through temptation here. Adam and Eve went through temptation as well. They saw something, okay? And the enemy used the same thing. He used words and then he showed them. When the woman, that was Eve, when she saw the tree, don't eat from this tree, this one tree, don't eat from this one tree, that's all God said. And the devil said, oh, it's okay. It'll be all right. Look at it. It looks really good. So when she saw the tree was good for food, was pleasant to the eyes, yeah, I think it'll taste good, it looks good, and the tree's desirable to make one wise, okay? Good for food, body. Pleasant to the eyes, the soul. It appealed to her emotions, it appealed to her, her will. And the tree was desirable to make them wise. Mm. I'll be spiritually equal to God, just like the devil said. She took of the fruit and ate it and also gave to her husband with her and he ate. And that's the disobedience that caused the fall of mankind. And they did relent. They relented on what was theirs in a beautiful garden where everything was wonderful. They failed that temptation. And now here you've got Jesus all alone in the wilderness going through a temptation to redeem what they lost. All these things that the enemy said were his, they were because Adam gave it up when he failed the temptation. You're blaming Eve here? She was deceived. Adam was disobedient. Okay? So let's get back. So Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, again he uses the word of God, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only 
you shall serve. So he's saying, I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm not going to do what you want me to do. I'm only going to serve the Lord. There's only one God, and I'm going to serve him. Get behind me. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. I don't want to look at you. Get behind me, Satan. I'm going forward, and you're not going to be in my pathway. Get behind me. I'm worshipping the Lord. So he's basically saying, the power and the glory that I get will come from God, not from you. It will come from the Father. Come from the Father. So what's the lesson here? Don't take shortcuts. Don't take shortcuts. When the enemy offers you something that looks really good, what does God say? What has God said? Stick to that and don't listen to the voice of the enemy. And the third temptation that is, is listed is in Jerusalem. He brought him into Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle, the high part of the temple, and said to him, if you are the Son of God, so again he sang it, who are you? If you really are, if you really are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. In other words, take a risk. Take a step of faith, although it wasn't a step of faith. Take a risk. Do something spectacular. Prove who you are. If you really are the Son of God, prove it. Do something spectacular. And then the devil says this, For it is written, He, that's God, He shall give the angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. So this is not Jesus quoting the word, it's the devil. He knows the word and he will quote it. He'll misquote it. He actually misquoted this. He's saying, it's all right, just jump. God will take care of you. <laughs> He's tempting him again. And then Jesus answers, but he doesn't say it is written. He says this. It has been said, it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, didn't say just these three, but every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So he backed off, he left. He thought, you know what? I'm not gonna win this one here. I'm gone. I'm gonna wait until there's another opportunity. I'm going to wait until another opportune time. And of course he came and he challenged. He challenged through the religious leaders. He challenged through others. He challenged Jesus. If you are, jump. He's basically saying, I dare you. I dare you to do something. I dare you to prove who you are. Go on, take a step of faith. And sometimes we think, yeah, I'm just going to do it. God will take care of me but you know what we need to know that God is actually wanting us to do that do it does he really want us to do that is it his way is it his timing no well just wait don't test God trust God he said don't tempt God don't test him but trust him okay this was a very opportune time when he was alone 
and when he was at his point of weakness, but he never gave in. And the enemy looks at opportune times to come against us as well. When we are alone, or when we are empty, and there's no one else around, he will come and he will try and tempt us. It may be a bodily temptation. It may be something in our emotions or our mind, or it might be something of our spirit, but he will come at an opportune time. But the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Rebuke him, tell him to leave. Just like Jesus said, get behind me, get away. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Give him no place. What does he want you to do? He wants you to give in to your flesh. He wants you to take the easy way out. He wants you to serve other gods. He wants you to give up on the Lord. So in these, this short passage, you see Jesus was tempted, body, soul, and spirit, just like we are. And it says in Hebrews 4, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So every single thing that we get tempted with, Jesus also, it says all points. He was tempted in everything that we get tempted in. But he didn't sin. How awesome is that? That's why he can be our saviour, because he is sinless, okay? Died for sinners. And not only that, we have this promise. I love this passage. No temptation has overtaken you, except which is common to man. In other words, we all experience this. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. You know, there's things that you can be tempted in that you can be very weak in, and I can be strong. And then other things, you can be very strong and I may be weak. But God deals with us individually. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, we'll also make the way of escape. I always love exit signs because it's like, that's the way out. He's pointing, that's the way out. That you may be able to bear it. What's the way out? The way out may be, don't listen to those negative things. The way out may be, forgive your boss even though he was mean to you. The way out may be, forgive your colleagues. You know, when they kind of push you aside and they... they reject you you know forgive whatever it may be there is a way of escape from temptation you may be tempted to be angry you may be tempted to to give up you may be tempted to say you know what i've been giving and giving and giving and nothing good has happened yet it might happen tomorrow or next week don't give up okay don't give up so the way to resist, how did Jesus resist? He kept using the word of God. He kept quoting out of the book of Deuteronomy, actually. Use the word of God. Speak the word or let it bubble up inside you and let it overtake you in your mind. These are the things that Jesus said. He said, it's written, man should not live by bread alone, 
but by every word of God. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And it's been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. He used these things against the enemy. He didn't say, I hate you, get away. <laughs> he used the word of God as his weapon. And in Psalm 119, it says this, With my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. In other words, he wasn't straying, he wasn't tempted. Why? Because he said, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You've got to get the word in you. Get the word in you. It's like your spiritual bank account. Put it in there. Put it in there. Keep making deposits. You know, when you save money in the natural, you go, ooh, my savings account is getting better. I've got more in my bank. We should be the same with the bank of the word of God in our spirit. Deposit the word of God in our spirit. And then when we need to make a withdrawal, when we're in a battle situation, when we're being challenged, guess what? It's there. It's there. You know, there's nothing worse. I don't know if you've ever done this. I don't think it's ever happened to me, but I've seen it happen to people. They've gone to the checkout and they've got no money. They've got no money to pay for their food or something. I've paid for quite a few people and this has happened because I just feel for them. It's like, oh my gosh, they've got nothing. We don't want to be like that spiritually. We want to be full, overflowing with the word of God so that we can ban the enemy. And the last thing is, so the word and the spirit. Remember, Jesus was challenged. Who are you? If you are the son of God, prove it. Do you know who you are? Do we know who we are in Christ? Do we know it? In Romans 8, it says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. It's very important that we know who we are, that we don't doubt who we are. When you know who you are, you don't have to actually prove it. You just know it. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. It doesn't matter what challenges come, about, come against you. You know who you are in Christ. I belong to the Lord. I don't have to prove it. I know it. And if I know it, it will show. It will show. And every challenge that comes against us, we will meet and we will win. When you know who you are in Christ, you will win the challenges just like Jesus did. Just like Jesus did. Amen? So the first Adam failed the temptation. But the second Adam, Jesus is called the second Adam. Why? Because he passed the test. He overcame and he restored us back. What Adam lost, Jesus regained. That connection that was broken between man and God, Jesus came and he restored. If he'd taken the shortcuts, if he had bowed to the enemy, he would never have been our saviour. There would have been no way for us. No way. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word. 
Temptation's not so much about choice, Lord, but it's more about our identity and the direction that we will take in our lives. When challenges come, who are we? When challenges come, where will our life be headed? What direction will we take? Will we take the shortcuts? Will we bow down to the wrong master? Will we listen to the twisting of God's word? Will we satisfy our flesh? Or Lord, will we listen to you and your word? What is written? What do you say? Help us to win the challenges that come against us on a daily basis, on a regular basis. Help us to be more than overcomers, Lord. Not to be selfish, not to be earthly minded, but to be spiritually minded. Lord, let the victories come in our lives, no matter what's going on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, say hi to somebody. Have an awesome week. I want to pray, Jane, for your birthday. God bless you. See you, everybody online.